the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We're just extending and expanding the weekend a little bit. That's all we're doing. (laughs) We're trying to let the weekend bleed into uh, as long as it possibly could into our weekday. Welcome back to the Seth Leapson Show. Happy Monday. I am Seth Leapson. Our phone number is 602-508-0960. The whistleblower nuclear physicist in the HBO series Chernobyl gives us the haunting and predictive potential epitaph of our age. Quote, what is the cost of lies? It's not that we'll mistake them for the truth. The real danger is that if we hear enough lies, then we no longer recognize the truth at all. Close quote. There are three truths among us these days that I don't know if we'll ever recognize, proving once again that truths can be discovered, but they can also be known before they are appreciated. Proving, once again, also that there are those who want to suppress truth at all costs. Truth is the enemy of every tyranny or tyrant, thus the investment in it. Why do tyrants want, after all, to keep their populations illiterate, either through censorship or, as Pol Pot reportedly seized and ground up, reading glasses in Cambodia? Why do regimes from China to Iran turn off, literally turn off, the Internet and, when not doing so, censor it? so heavily when they aren't using it to track dissidents. Czech writer and prisoner of conscience under the communists, Vaclav Havel, put it this way, quote, If the main pillar of the system is living a lie, then it is not surprising that the fundamental threat to it is living the truth. This is why it must be suppressed more severely than anything else, close quote. There are, it turns out, many ways to suppress the truth, even in a democratic form of government, even in a republic with a First Amendment. It can be suppressed by private industry, which the First Amendment does not reach. It can be suppressed by ideologically fueled shaming. It can be suppressed in the name of politicalized scientism. And as it turns out, it can be suppressed by government coercion of private industry. Western literature and philosophy is saturated with these lessons, be it from Aesop or Plato in ancient Greece to the Bible to Scandinavia's in Henrik Ibsen or to Solzhenitsyn in Russia or Orwell in England. From ancient times to modern, man's struggle to live by and in the truth is the seemingly eternal struggle against ever-encroaching tyranny and authoritarianism. And of course, this is a country that was founded on the principle and idea of self-evident truth or truths. The first country in the history of the world to found itself on that basis. And it was in the name of freedom that we did so, so that men, humans, could live free. I should like to think all of this is fairly rudimentary, but it is not. In fact, also what used to be rudimentary was the whole reasoning and basis for us having a First Amendment, so that investigation, discovery, debate, research, and Open inquiry would not only yield good outcomes, would not only yield majoritarian sentiment, but that those outcomes and that sentiment would be resultant from unfettered investigation and discovery that would yield not only truth, but the best of all possible outcomes to expand, hopefully, freedom. 
any outcome based on the opposite of truth, after all, has a word for it, doesn't it? It's called fraud. And when a government or policy is based on fraud, it yields more tyranny, less freedom, and bad outcomes from penury to death. It is not the natural condition of man which is dedicated to life and liberty and positive pursuits. Often the stalking horse of such fraud is lies or cons or fear or shame or hysteria or concealment. The opposite of the age we were founded in, the Enlightenment. It is, after all, based on the idea of light. And the opposite of light is dark, just as the opposite of an open society is a closed society. Lies, cons, fears, shame, hysteria, and concealment or censorship dominated the effort to make this country seem as if it sucked in 2020, and that Republicans or conservatives whose policies were on the way to massive re-election in November of 2020 had to be dangerous to the republic, enemies of the people, enemies of health and safety, irresponsible, racist even. The effort combined scientism, political correctness, and of course, the virus. And now three of the greatest truths have been vindicated. Three of the greatest lies have been exposed. The Lancet now recognizes natural immunity as just as good or better than protection from an experimental vaccine that a lot of people did not want and did not think they needed. The Cochrane collaboration has now shown masks were no better than no masks. And now it is being reported that the Energy Department and the Directorate of National Intelligence all believe the virus hold on to your hats, came from a lab leak in Wuhan and not a wet market. All this contrary to everything the man who said, if you listen to me, you are following the science, the hero of the enlightened people who followed the science and shamed those who questioned this scientist, Anthony Fauci. All of this is contrary to what he and they said. And those who did say it, again, they said it with an attendant couple of items. Censorship and shaming. We were called idiots. We were called Neanderthals. We were called flat earthers. We lost jobs. We lost friendships. We lost good names and reputations. We were even told that we should be treated last if we ever got sick. We've learned other things, too. I've just given three credibilized over the past week. As Shakespeare put it in The Merchant of Venice, at long length, the truth will out. Just a handful of other examples. The vaccine will stop transmission. The vaccine will keep you from getting sick. The vaccine will keep you from dying. All those in the name of a mandate, by the way. How about learning loss as a myth? How about children are vulnerable to the virus? How about mental health considerations from school closings and maskings and virus fear are overblown? Or my favorite Because, to borrow from F. Scott Fitzgerald, I was amazed at the elaborateness of the lie, the Andrew Cuomo line that this was not a Chinese virus, but a European virus. Don't even get me started on congregate gatherings to protest racism being tolerable, while none others were, because racism was as dangerous as the virus. Over 1,200 physicians signed on to that one, wrote an open letter, said that because it was important. It was important, as they said, to respond to a variety of public health concerns at once, racism being on par with the lethality of the virus. Their words, just so you know, their assessments. Now, when doctors, actual physicians, repeatedly give out bad advice, wrong advice, are found to be lying, they can be facing suspensions and losses of license, especially if that advice or those lies lead to mortality or other adverse outcomes. You see this with lawyers all the time. 
Right now, our former state attorney general has been reported to the state bar for manipulating legal and factual conclusions related to election fraud. Right or wrong, factual or not, not able to say. I'm just saying you see this with lawyers whose bad judgments taken in the light least favorable to them rarely lead to death, other disease or mental health decimation, but not these doctors or other public health officials. This team, this team that always knew better and was willing to gamble like madmen with our public health for political reasons and outcomes, there will be no accountability. Hence, two things. At the most enlightened, these quests for amnesty that you saw articles and essays about starting about two months ago. The second modus vivendi is to deep six all this news, act as if it doesn't exist, to read the comments in the New York Times on the Brett Stevens story last week on the mask study is to read deep denial. People writing that Brett was lying. The Cochrane study wasn't true. It was being misstated and misinterpreted. All of what we might call invincible ignorance. There is no amount of data, research, or common sense that will dislodge a preordained or result-oriented policy or political determination. Some people would rather live in the cave of Plato's Republic so long as it substantiates their own biases. And do recall the allegory of the cave in Plato's Republic. The truth-tellers who had seen the light are to be killed if they report truth that challenges the preordained narrative to those still living in the dark, just as Socrates was killed for questioning authority. But that is not how we were supposed to be doing things here. Hence, we were supposed to not be afraid of truth wherever it led. As Leo Strauss put it about the greatest lesson Winston Churchill could have taught us, we are supposed to train ourselves and others as political scientists in seeing things as they are. Our founders, as much as our founding, were not and was not timid. They and it were and was based in science. They and it were and was based in truth. They and it were and was based in reason. They knew what governance by force and ignorance could lead to, especially when it abjured the truth for political expediency. As Thomas Jefferson put it, quote, The signal of arousing men to burst the chains under which monkish ignorance and superstition had persuaded them to bind themselves— and to assume the blessings and security of self-government, that form which we have substituted, restores the free right to the unbounded exercise of reason and freedom of opinion. All eyes are opened or opening to the rights of man. The general spread of the light of science has already laid open to every view. The palpable truth that the mass of mankind has not been born with saddles on their backs, nor a favored few booted and spurred ready to ride them legitimately by the grace of God, close quote. That's why we were founded. Truth, light, science, enlightenment. So we turn from truth. And if and when we do, we end up riding men like horses, treating humans like animals. That's what that means. That's what we've done to ourselves. We shamed and censored those who stood for all that for the past several years. And still, ignoring all this will not do Forgetting it will not do. Amnesty will not do. People lied and thus people died. And a whole new series of mental health crises rolling our social and psychological firmament has been unleashed. And this was all done just to defeat a political party. All this was done in the name of the capital P party. And we supposedly were the ones who politicalized the science, right? That was us doing that. Baloney. I'd like to say something stronger. I'm Seth. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show, 602-508-0960. Anything on your mind? Luann's in Phoenix. Hello, Luann. Yes. Can you hear me? I can. Okay. Um, I don't know if you are aware of the joint session of the Arizona Senate and House Elections Committee last Thursday. A little bit. Okay. I was there, and it was an all-day session. And it was very, very interesting. There were very good speakers, and the Democrats, none of them showed up. We had House and Senate uh, Election Committee, Republicans there, but none of the Democrats. And um, the last speaker's name was Jacqueline Breger, and she um, told about an absolute bombshell information about the massive corruption and collusion between American politicians, appointed government officials, and the Sinaloa cartels. And it goes into how this corruption and bribery has corrupted our elections in Arizona and other places. Um, it's, it's just Miss Liz Harris, our representative, is standing true to truth and trying to get the truth out to everybody. And you remember the the five in D.C. that were standing up to McCarthy because they wanted certain things before they would approve him as uh, their leader? Mm-hmm. Okay. They got a lot of what they wanted because they stood firm. Liz Harris, I compare to those people. And if you want to really have a good discussion or understand what I'm talking about, you have to go and watch the videos about this presentation because it's much too long for me to get into, and other people may also not know what I am talking about. So I urge you to go back to the Arizona legislature website and look into the archived video videos and watch the whole thing so that you can know what I'm talking about. Have you read the Arizona Republic write-up of this that came out today? Have you read the Arizona Republic write-up on this that came out today? No, I have not. What, What was it about? Well, I'll just read you one of the paragraphs. The source of the information for what you're alleging, I'll just read you directly. A Scottsdale attorney with a suspended law license told the Arizona Republic in a phone interview that two members of the joint special meeting of the Senate Elections and House Municipal Oversight and Election Committees, its chair and election champion, Senator Wendy Rogers, our flagstaff, and Senator Ken Bennett, our Prescott, were also potential bribe takers. Did that come out? Um, no, I, no it didn't. And I don't know the veracity no. of it at all. I'm just telling you that but, there is a major story that that evidently allegedly the uh the allegations that were made about uh cartel influence were uh were not were were, were not uh, shall we say fully unveiled and fully unloaded and fully reported that the same well, report also said you, that some on our side were 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 part of it which which doesn't say that some of it to me by the way I have to tell you doesn't tell me that some of these people were on it it tells me that it sounds a little bit half baked or maybe fully it baked, is, all of it. No, it, it is 
um, it goes to corruption on both sides of the aisle. It's sad, and this investigative report is very credible. And How do you it, know it's um, credible? Well, you have to go and watch these videos and look at the credibility of the people that are talking for okay. you to understand. Mr. John Thaler's office, his law office, started investigating, started working for a, a uh, some type of a, uh, like, insurance company or banking, something to do with, with money and something seems fishy out of Illinois. And this has been some years ago. So he was, he stumbled into this whole thing kind of as they got more information about what was going on with the money and where money was going and how... According to the Arizona, again, just quoting from the Arizona Republic, the write-up of this says, speaking on behalf of Scottsdale lawyer John Thaler, Brager, is that who was testifying? Brager plunged into a complex story involving a drug cartel election fraud and local elected officials during her 20-minute speech. The plot centered around two women Brager said she and Thaler have investigated. Is that, is that what you're talking about? That, I'll give you the next two sentences. I'll give you the next two sentences. Once. Brager never mentioned a key fact to the lawmakers. The women were Thaler's ex-wife and former mother-in-law. You have to listen to the whole okay. thing. She spoke not only 20 minutes, she spoke an hour. Okay. She was given 20 minutes. And also I need to say that their preliminary report that came out of three and a half years of investigation investigations, um, their preliminary report was given to then-Governor Doug Ducey. And don't know if he did anything about it, but in order for you to understand what this is about, you've got to dig deeper and you've got to watch these videos for yourself and understand who these people are that are talking and how credible they are. They've got everything validated. They've gone through thousands, hundreds of thousands of records and looked for signatures. They found bribery. They found forged Have you looked into their credibility? Yes. Yes. You can do that yourself, or if you give me an email, I will give you some information. But but it is very credible, believe me. Okay. Thank you, Luann. Much appreciated. I'm Seth Leibson. We will be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. John Dombrowski is the president and founder of Grand Canyon Planning Associates. He is also the host of his own radio show, heard here every Saturday morning at 7 a.m., The Word on Wealth. How are you, John? Fantastic, Seth. Happy Monday. Happy Monday to you, too. Happy Monday to you, too. What's in the news that's interesting to you? Uh, we have a question. This is an interesting story. Um Steve Moore had a piece in the New York Post, economist I like a lot, uh, exposing the eight trillion in additional in additional debt America will uh, be bringing up ringing up this year, twenty twenty three, due to spending bills, inflation, and the economic growth. The economic growth story is pretty bad um, when you look at what it was before he came into office and what it is now. How 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 do you think we're faring right now on fiscal policy? Oh, is that loaded? Is that loaded? I didn't mean to do that to you. Is it easier to answer a loaded question or not? I don't know. It may not be fair. Well, what's, what's interesting, of course, is our, our national debt now thirty-one over thirty-one trillion dollars. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever gone to the U.S. 
debtclock.org. Yeah, yeah. There's a website, yeah. and in real time, you can see the actual spending of the U.S. and what's happening right now. Um, one of the things, too, Seth, when it comes to our spending right now is, you know, a couple of years back when interest rates were extremely low and the government was floating their, their debt at, at basically nothing as far as interest rates go, that would have been wise for us to begin to refinance the debt mm -hmm. rather than to spend more. Mm -hmm. uh, but unfortunately, right now, uh, we're spending about a trillion dollars, over a trillion dollars more, about $1.3 or $1.4 trillion more than the actual revenue of mm -hmm. this country. And, and that's the deficit, of course, which we have to borrow money to pay, which increases the debt. Right. And now uh, the debt being... Um, serviced at maybe uh, 5% on a short-term um, note. I mean, this is extremely expensive now for the government. This is only going to get worse, so it's not going to get better in the near term. You know, you think about these numbers of what what our annual debt is, uh, deficit, sorry, what our annual uh, federal budget deficits are. You know, yeah. <laughs> you and I are old enough to remember the Bill Clinton years. These, these were our budgets, these yeah. were the totality yeah. of our budgets. Right. Uh, it took yeah. us uh, until Barack Obama to rack up about a $10 trillion debt. By the time he was done, we did another $10 trillion. I thought it was criminal. He called uh, President Bush, didn't he? Yes. W, uh, yes. Uh, criminal yes. for the amount yes. of money he spent? Yes. Yes. I, I think it was criminal. I'm not sure. But we talk about that, these but... numbers, yeah. and you think about the rate at which we accelerate this stuff. Yeah. I, I mean— and I, I, well, I seem vote, to recall too, the Bill Clinton economy. Every president gets gets the credit what, what happens on their watch and the, and should sure. take the hits when if it goes south on their watch. I thought we were doing okay, and we were yeah. spending as a federal budget our entire federal budget. What just our deficit is now? Yeah, and now we've got the uh, of course the national debt hitting a ceiling. Yep, and uh, this is where we're going to have another vote. And you know, I mean, some of the. Some of the things being thrown around are, are ridiculous. The shots that are being thrown around, uh, saying that Republicans, as an example, want to cut your Medicare yeah, right. and your—I mean, nobody wants to do that. They're not talking about that. But what they want to do is—and I think Pence did say something—is I'm not saying we should, you know, we're not going to cut it, but we're just talking about we need to look at it. I mean, come on, it's just fiscally responsible for our politicians and people we put in office to take a serious look and analyze what's going on and do something about it, and not. You know, looking at it, burying their head in the sand, this is just really, it's not good for anyone in this country what's happening, and I'm hoping that we're going to get a change at some point. There's a general thesis I've been playing around with for a while. I certainly didn't invent it. I've just been kind of more and more taken by it, that on any problem, you name it, domestic, international relations, you name it, any problem that you ignore – any problem that you ignore will get bigger. These things are not going away on go their own. Away? They are not self-correcting. <laughs> no, that's right. This ice cream is not licking itself. Oh, my gosh. Tomorrow, well, I guess, I'll, we'll I, get a sense of where the American people are. The Consumer yeah. Confidence Report will come in tomorrow. Maybe we can talk a little bit more about that then, too. And I was just going to say, you know, the market has been, you know, and that last week was a difficult week yep. for the market, but yep. there had been a nice rally up to that point for the year. And we're we're still seeing such strength. Companies reporting after the bell today, yeah. after closing, uh, coming out with some really good numbers on both on profits, on bottom line and top line, and then also um, giving us some guidance moving forward. That is better than what we would expect if we were heading into a recession or if we're not already in a recession, as good many believe we are. 
Um, it's interesting just to, to hear that, and we're watching things very closely for our clients. And, uh, again, I give anyone the opportunity, if they'd like to have questions or like to meet with me about their portfolio, please reach out to us at GrandCanyonPlanning.com. You are the best, John. We love you so much. We'll talk to you tomorrow. We'll see what uh, the yep. consumers are saying tomorrow. All right. Great. Be well. I'm Seth Liebson. Yep. Go ahead. LLC, member of FINRA, typical investment advisor, Grand Canyon Planning Associates, LLC, and Chronic One Skiers, LLC, are not affiliated. Sorry, Seth. Why, why did I think I could not let you say that? <laughs> you do it so well. I'm Seth. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show, 602-508-0960. I'm always fascinated by the phenomenon of what gets the most attention and the most ire response about something like what I was talking about in my monologue. Three major stories have come out over the last two weeks, three major stories that pierced each of the talking points and balloons that we all had to live under during rain Fauci, I suppose one might call it, 2020, 2021, and up until now. Isn't it kind of interesting that all these things, the inefficacy of masks, the admission that the virus came from the Wuhan Virology Lab and the natural immunity study that said it was as good, if not better, than the, uh, than the vaccinations. All three of those, which have come out over the last two weeks, have all come out within about a month after Fauci left office. Is there something to that that a reporter might want to chase down? Why now? Why now? I don't have any any great early conclusions. And sometimes things are coincidences. And maybe it's a cart and horse issue. Maybe he stepped down knowing that these things were in the pipeline. I happen to think that's probably the most likely of the cases when you're not in government service, it's a lot easier to evade questions from journalists, and it's a lot easier to evade requests that you do step down if you've already stepped down on your own accord after you've obtained all the accolades you want or need, all the children's books and heroism that has been heaped upon you. When you're in a position like his, by the way, you do know what kind of studies are being Undertaken, You do know what is being investigated in the scientific community at large, particularly if it's in your area, <laughs> examining immunology, uh, you know, uh, natural immunity, examining the investigation of the origins of the leak, examining mask studies. You would know that if you were in his position and you would know the direction of the outcomes of those studies at their preliminary or perhaps even median stages. I just think it's worth someone, some reporter somewhere, somehow asking someone who knows something about this if there's any kind of coincidence between Anthony Fauci stepping down and the timing of which all this came out. It's a lot that came out. Now, back to my original philosophical question. 
as to it's kind of interesting what seems to get the most ire. It seems to me, just following the news and commentary today, that it's the origin of the of the leak that seems to have gotten the most ire. Not that the masks didn't do anything, not that natural immunity was better, as good as or better than vaccination. This one seems to have people really angry, much more angry than those other things. Bill, I don't know if you've noticed that, too. People are really angry about this, less so about the masks, less so about the natural immunity. And the funny thing to me about it is I'm not I'm not saying they're not right to be angry. I'm angry as hell. I've been angry as hell since about February and March of 2020. I'm, I, I just I don't know how to get angrier I, I, or maybe I'm exhausted from the anger. So I'm not saying I'm not angry about it, too. Maybe maybe I got my anger out. I was early on. <laughs> I was publishing and being censored on this early on. So maybe I'm just exhausted from anger. Maybe, maybe. But but it seems to me of those three things, and maybe maybe this speculation is wrong, and I'd love your thoughts on it too. And Bill, if you have a thought, of those three major admissions now for all the world to see. The fact that it didn't come from a wet market and it came from the lab seemed to me the most obvious of them all. Seemed to me the most obvious of them all. The mask stuff was kind of clouded and, pardon the pun, shrouded in, you know, various techno speak. And same with obviously natural immunity versus vaccination. That can get caught. You can get caught up with the expertise of techno speak in all all that medical speak, science speak. And those who aren't trained in it, you know, you can kind of be persuaded a little bit of this and that beyond your common sense, I suppose. But the 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 fact that it didn't come from a bat, what was the other animal we'd never heard of? They were pangolin. Yeah, pangolin. <laughs> Sounds like a cute little thing, a pangolin. Oh, what is that, a pangolin? It ain't. I look. I had to look it up. I didn't. Did you know what a pangolin was until 2020? I didn't either. But, but. But it seemed that was the most obvious of them all. I thought we kind of were seeing through that cloud of smoke more than any other, which is just that 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 premise, that supposition of mine may be wrong. I may be wrong about that. I thought that was the most obvious of all. I mean, when John Stewart can, you know, can 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 prance around, can prance around the Stephen Colbert show, Colbert show. You know, stating that what? How long ago was that? Now, about a year ago or so. And 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 you know, if 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 John Stewart is doing it, it just seemed to me we all kind of knew that. And the fool was Stephen Colbert for not knowing how to handle the uh, the obvious statement of truth. We need to do a segment. A friend of mine, Bill, and I have uh, different Bill. Uh, a friend of mine, Bill, and I were talking about talking over the weekend of doing a. Emperor has no clothes segment on this show. A regular emperor has no clothes segment. But when John Stewart was doing it, it, it you know, and 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 he 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 loves he loves he loves to beat up on on you know the conservative talking point and play the race card when he can. If he was doing it, it just seemed to me that we had pulled that that we had we had, we had pulled that veil up a long time ago. In fact, I mean, I, I thought it was practically nearly conventional wisdom that this came out of the lab. But it seems to me this admission has gotten more ire than the mask study, the natural immunity study. 
How about the Johns Hopkins study? The Johns Hopkins study that came and went in uh, last year without hardly any commentary, the conclusion of which I have it in front of me. Overall, our meta Overall, our meta-analysis fails to confirm that lockdowns have had a significant effect on mortality rates. Whatever happened to that study? That, to me, seemed it should have blown the rafters off the rainforests. And, of course, certainly we have the ivermectin, and, of course, certainly we have... I I don't even know, honest to God, how former Governor Cuomo can be seen with anything like a straight face when he kept promoting that nonsensical phraseology that it's not a Chinese virus, it's a European virus. I mean, all this bending over backwards to claim any responsibility on behalf of the government of China or the virology lab being a mark of racism. Boy, I'll tell you. And by the way, where are these lefties when it comes to anti-Asian racism these days? Where are they? They just came and went. They use race like a weapon in such disgusting ways, I'll tell you, with zero consistency and even less accuracy. I'm Seth. We'll be right back. You've probably been hearing me talk about why refi for a while now. And if you still have questions about what it's like or means to invest with them, happy to have you contact them. They'll talk to you. But also, they delight in putting you in touch with any number of their many satisfied customers for them from the Phoenix area who have invested with them and are doing very well. Their number is 888-YREFI-34. And they ask me to ask you how your IRA is doing as well. Would you like your IRA to be earning strong fixed interest rates and not be dependent on the stock market or Joe Biden's economy? Did you know you can invest with Y-Refi through an IRA or other qualified funds and you can keep your investment, including the high fixed interest rates you earn, tax-deferred? That's right. Your money can stay in your IRA and you don't have to pay taxes on the income you earn. Check them out at investyrefi.com. Word invest, the letter Y, R-E-F-Y.com or 888-Y-REFI-34. Steve's in uh, Tempe. Hello, Steve. Hello, Seth. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. What's up? Hey, uh, related to what you are just talking about, I, you know, I think we already knew where this virus originated. It was it was obvious, like you were talking about further with when you had that quote from from the. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm spacing on his name. The comedian John. Oh, uh, John Stewart. Yeah, I mean, this when, when yeah. was that? I'll look at when that was. But yeah, yeah. I mean, the narrative that he had was right on, and and, and uh, President Trump at the time was calling it out like it is, and he was obviously just being chastised by every single person in the media. But you know, oh my I'll gosh, John like, Stewart I, did this in 2021, two years ago. Yeah, I, I remember that. I thought no, it was I like remember. a year ago. Oh my gosh, it was two years ago. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, and he, I, I no, I remember that vividly and he was right on and obviously because he's john stewart he wasn't chastised yeah he wasn't chastised president trump said it and was chastised and uh the head of the uh, cdc at the time dr redfield said it he wasn't anthony fauci and he was chastised but when john stewart said it it was uh oh my gosh he dares call the emperor out with no clothes and now it's okay yeah and and one thing I'm really curious about, too, is, is 
how where the, where this name COVID nineteen came from? I'm just curious how that originated because if you recall, uh, President Trump at the time when this whole thing hit, and it was it was you know the gravity of the situation was was obviously recognized. He was calling it the China virus, and and the press was just absolutely jumping on that. And I remember a reporter in a, in a press conference that he had calling him out on it, saying, "Why are you calling this the China virus?" Do you remember that? Vaguely, and, and vaguely. Said, I know he liked to call it that, and I remember he got scored well, every time he did. Well, I know, but the fun, it was funny that because when when she when she I don't I don't know remember who Do, it was. Bill, actually. am I up against a, bl- a break here? Am I, uh, yeah, but Steve, if you want to hold, I, I know you have a lot more yeah. on your mind. You're welcome to. I just yeah. I can't get out of the break here real quick. We'll take a quick top of the hour news break. Feel free to weigh in more when we come back. And there's room for more. 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 